And you are listening to Fix Her Up. This is episode three. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you enjoyed episodes one and two and learning a little bit about MPG. I hope you thought it was funny. So on this episode, I wanted to kind of touch base a little bit about why I decided to actually do a podcast and get my stories out. Like why now? Why do I think this is important? And why do I think it's relevant? I actually have a friend of mine with me. Her name is Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for doing this with me and for joining me at my house. I know we're sitting here having wine and <laughs> hanging out, so it's fun. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Just like a normal here. hangout. So a little bit of back information about Beth and I. Beth and I have known each other for almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just, just about 30 yes. years. Um, Crazy. When we were... Now, I'm not going to say we were cuter because we're still pretty cute. <laughs> and we were just as much fun. We might have been a little bit stupider. Yeah, I, if that's a word. <laughs> yeah, that's a word. That's a word for today. It'll be it'll be totally fine. We can be stupider. It's, I mean, I can say that, which kind of makes me sound stupider. So it totally works. Sorry, we're already cracking up over here. So Beth and I were um, out after I was telling her a story. We were out with some college friends. And we were just having a discussion about an adventure. It might have been about MPG. And, you know, Beth said to me, you need to do this. You need to tell your stories. And so I kind of just wanted to talk to you. You've known me for so long. We've gone through our 20s, working the bars, doing the whole bar club scene. 30s. You know, 30s, living in different places, different relationships. You saw me through the whole curve and I'm, I'm trying to do a curve can you picture a bell bell-shaped curve because that's what i'm doing with my hands right now saw me through all of these different parts of my life and i saw you through all of the different parts of your life yeah and um there's so much history between us sure is so i think it's definitely i think it's interesting that now i mean i know you know in college and in our 20s and stuff really like, you, you tell your stories because your stories are funny like i've always been open to weird stuff so i think the universe is shown me weird stuff mm-hmm. but hopefully I've learned from it but so why do you think why now like why did you say now is the time for you to do this or does that make sense yeah it am does I getting, am I getting no. to my point yeah you are <laughs> and I think it's because it's a it's a platform for getting out these stories in a different way it's you journal you've always journaled your stories you've always kept history of what has gone on in your life I love journaling. Yeah, and it's effective. It's healing. And I think this is another form for you for healing. And largely because, like, you can't make this shit up. The stuff that has gone on recently since you got divorced to now, it's it's like you can say, can you believe this happened? Not only to Mary. Can you, can't make this up, to you're not going to believe this or I put this out there and can you believe this came back to me type of situation. So I think it's one of those things to where it's funny. It's healing for you. It might be healing for somebody else. It's going to be funny to other people. I don't know how it couldn't be um, when you really get into the stories Um, and your honesty. And I think it's refreshing. And so I think a lot of people, even if it's just us, your friends that are listening to it, your friends have missed you over the past 
10, 15 years when you were married. Yeah, I kind of disappeared for a bit, didn't I? <laughs> kind of. Sorry yeah. about that. I mean, and we live in the same city. I know, I know. Right. We saw each other when we went to different colleges together. We saw yeah, each other more. Yeah, we saw each other more. Right. When we went that to was different a weekend. colleges. Yeah. Right. So I think it's something that, you know, it's it's just another platform. It's another way of sharing your stories and you make people laugh and people are either shocked like wow I can't believe that happened to somebody I think people are shocked because I just tell you what happened even if it's like the weirdest freakiest you have yeah you I I don't have a lot of filter exactly you have no filter and you just share your truth all of Uh, your truth even if it's ugly or embarrassing (laughs) or embarrassing or humiliating. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that too. Um, but you do, you share it. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't. And I think it's when women, especially see someone sharing their story, that gives them confidence to share their story, to speak their truth. And I think that there's a lot of healthiness in sharing some of these kind of crazy stories that you've experienced. And I, I do have to say, you know, you've gotten better, you've treated yourself better, and your house looks fantastic so it's worked so I think you just need to keep it going yeah I think I think certain things have definitely worked I think I've you know I've hit some road bumps you know but and I'm still hitting different bumps along the way but I think that's just part of life absolutely um yeah yeah I don't know I mean I definitely did disappear you did so I'm sorry about that no there's no apologies for that that's no it's kind of like I didn't mean to disappear. Kind but of, you, I was just I was just kind of like a little embarrassed. Like sure. to be honest with you. Sure. Like I Well, was, I was there the day on your wedding day. Yeah. When you didn't know if you should go through with it. Yeah. More than just like nervous jitters and stuff like that. Like I was talking to my therapist about it and you know, I said, Do a lot of people cry a lot before they get married? And she's like, You know, you have you have wedding jitters. It's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know if it's nerves or if people are going to judge you or are you doing the right thing? Like asking those questions, I think, is a normal thing and it's a healthy thing to ask. You know, question yourself before you're making like this huge commitment and decision in your life. Yes. And as you know, I don't take my decisions very lightly. Nope. Like I, I'm, I'm very serious about it. Even though I'm laughing all the time, I'm still very, very serious about it. Um, and I was... I was crying like crazy. Yeah. And, you know, you not to disparage my ex because I, I did love him and I I have love for him still. I'm, I'm not in love with him, but as a person, he's not a bad person. Nope. You know, he just wasn't a good husband for me. But walking down that aisle was maybe the craziest thing I've ever done. Well, yeah. And, the, it, and scariest. I remember shaking like a leaf. Yeah. Yes. You were, you were beside yourself and, and... And Again, then I drank a lot. Yeah, and and we were in New Orleans. I mean, what do you do in New Orleans? Right. So, and it was a destination wedding, and that is what also made you very nervous about. I mean, you were crying, saying you didn't know if you could go through with this. I said we can get out of here right now. You said I don't have anything on me. I said neither do I, but that doesn't matter. I know we can go somewhere. Like I know yeah. where to go. And your response was, "But all these people are here." Yep, a hundred people came down to New Orleans to see us get married. Right, and you said, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do that to them. Okay, let's just go do this. I'm just, okay, I'm ready. And you pulled it all together, walked down that aisle, 
as I was staring at a friend of ours <laughs> going, uh, you don't know what conversation I just had with her. Like, But you weren't even this. You were the second. The second person that had said that to me earlier mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And actually the third person, because mm-hmm. my friend Autumn from, you know, yeah. Peace Corps times was like, why are you bawling insanely at yep. nine o'clock in the morning on your wedding day? And I was like, I'm just so happy you're here. Uh-uh. I, I was freaking out. Yeah, you were. And she's like, I just remember Autumn looking at me like, girl, you're freaking out. Are you sure? And I yeah. was like, yeah, I, I guess. You know, like, yeah, as, and- as sure as you can be without wanting to be a cliche or a runaway bride or. And then you gave it your all. So I yeah. think you didn't disappear in a bad way. You disappeared into your relationship and acquiring two children through a marriage. And you were and the, best the best mama kids. too. <laughs> yeah, they were, are, you know, mm-hmm. you're the best mama too to them. And, you know, you didn't want to shatter them as well. So you gave your all, you tried to make it work. You really tried to make it work through a lot of crap and mm-hmm. you can't say you failed. Yeah, well, you you learned failure thing. (laughs) You do have a failure thing, so you can't say you failed. You can say I bettered myself because you made a decision for yourself instead of for someone else, and that's huge because normally the the decisions you always make are for other people. It was definitely something else, and I think you say you can't say that you failed, but I do still think in my head, you know. I think a lot of women would. You know, yeah, I mean, I really... think when your marriage doesn't succeed, that's it's a failure, right? Right. It's the opposite of success, failure. So right. I, I understand that, but I think it's a learning process and you stuck in it. You knew the day you were getting married that you shouldn't be getting married and you stayed in it how many years? Um, By the time the divorce happened, we were married almost seven and a half years. Okay. Yeah. So, so a commitment. And yeah. You tried. COVID kind of screwed up the last year of that for you because you were ready to get a divorce and then stuck in this house, which I think is where the whole fixing it up came to play because you were in this house with him through that year of trying to get divorced because of COVID. Right. Nobody could go anywhere. We were stuck. We're, you know, here in Chicago and everything was shut down, shut down. So court systems, everything took longer. And you probably in your mind was going, this is the first thing I'm going to change when he gets out of here. This is the second cha- thing I'm going to change. That's this exact, is the third that's thing. That's exactly what I did. And some days he just asked me what I was thinking about and I flat out told him. I mean, by that point, <laughs> I wasn't very nice anymore. I was kind of a big old bee. As I said before, I, I still have love for him and stuff. He's sure. not a bad person. Nope. I mean, we got along. I drank a lot of bourbon during my marriage. Which yeah, you became a bourbon back. drinker in yes, that marriage. Yes, yeah. I mean, yes. I remember I used to drink a lot of Jack. Yes, I never really drank bourbon. bourbon. But bourbon keeps me mellow. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I was just drinking vodka for like the last couple of years. Because vodka, oh, vodka, gin, and tequila are my truth serums. Ooh. So you want me to tell you what I really think? Ask me after two margaritas. There you go, and it's going to come out. It's going to come out. And it's not going to be like, I'm not coming out and being mean about it to you, but if you say, do you think this makes my butt look big? And if I think your butt looks big, I'd be like, yeah, your butt looks kind of big. Yeah. Sorry. But I, it's of, not no, like you it's look a, great. Yeah, it's not like a bad butt. It's just kind of like your butt looks big. And so I did say some things to him after after the clear liquors. And he one at one point he asked me, you know, you're just drinking a lot of vodka. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I no longer give a shit. 
I told you I want this to happen. This is going to happen. I'm drinking vodka from here on out. Screw bourbon. Give me vodka. Pretty much. Give me tequila. Give me a clear liquor and I'm Isn't good. Isn't that weird? Like That, that I, is And weird. I know it does that because then we would always get in a fight after I drank clear liquor. And I'm like, what's the common denominator here? Besides, I'm not happy in my marriage. Oh, the clear liquor. The clear liquor made you say what you wanted to say, what you yeah. were keeping inside. Yeah. I lose my inhibitions there. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, bourbon we all keeps have our low. things, right? Yeah. We all have our breaking points or our things that help us get through. But yeah, that was a tough time because you were stuck in here. Yeah. He wouldn't leave. No. So there's crazy laws in Illinois about leaving and abandonment of property and all those things. And the day that we actually, we had a court date for me to get him out of the house. Like I had stressors. I don't know if I would have won that or not. Right. I thought I had a good case. He thought he had a good case. Who's to say? There's no way to know. That day was the day the court shut down. Yep. So then uh, we were like, okay. So I just set up shop on my dining room table and he shut it, set up shop in the back and we both just worked. And it's not that we fought all the time or didn't get along or anything like that. You know, and the judge even asked us in one of the proceedings, like, why are you guys still eating dinner together? And I asked the judge, I was like, can I be honest? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not a jerk. Like, he's not a jerk. I'm making dinner. There's no reason I can't make dinner for him. Right. You know, like. I don't want to live in a toxic environment or be stuck in a toxic environment during very toxic emotional time called COVID. Right. To where we couldn't go anywhere, couldn't go out to eat. Yeah. Restaurants are shut down. We were each other's entertainment. Exactly. And good, bad, and ugly. Right. Yes. So I think it was a strain on a lot of relationships. I think but so. But to too. be going through a divorce at that time. Yes, it was bad. And, and living in the same three bedroom condo that you're in. Luckily, it's Working from home. Yeah, luckily it's traditional. Agree. The, the Bedrooms are in the back. Big separation. Right. You know, so we could make it work. But I mean, when the kids were here, it was tight fit. It was tight, you know. Yeah. And we figured it out. You, you know, did, I, and you got your home in the end. That's how long after your divorce did you start? What was the first thing that you did? Well, the first thing I did, I probably sat on the couch and cried. Or maybe I went to your house because it was New Year's Eve. Oh, that's I, right. You were at my remember. house. Yeah, you were at my house. Yeah, because he moved out New Year's Eve. Yeah. And then I was but like, we kept uh, saying you're starting the year anew. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, um... You've painted your yoga room. Yeah, that was the first room I started with was the yoga room. And it was because it was empty. He he took all the furniture. And I didn't have a problem with that. He wasn't planning on it. He rented a place from a friend of his. And um, so he wasn't planning on taking it. But it, he's like, I'm going to need it for the second bedroom for the kids. I was, you know, go ahead, take it. It's fine. Well, I'm not worried about it. You know, like there wasn't that kind of argument. We did get into a big argument about the mixer. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, like, like it was a... You know, the, the whole... The big mixer, you mean? Yeah, the like big the mixer big, that's on the counter over yeah, there. Yeah, the KitchenAid thing that, yeah, costs that everybody aid. registers for yeah. and gets. Mm-hmm. And we got... That was the big fight we got into. And that, that was the hill I was going to die on. Was the mixer. <laughs> that's Isn't hilarious. that crazy? I was like, I am prepared to die for this. The mixer. The big mixer that... I mean, because it is expensive when you think about it. It is really expensive. And I got it. It came from my girlfriends. Then you should have it. And I know it was a stretch for some of them to contribute Mm -hmm. to such a big gift. And I love love those girls dearly. They're like my, you know, grade school, high school crew. What else did you fight over? Like, were there other things that were I mean, besides the actual house. (laughs) 
Well, the house. I mean, that, I'm sorry, but the house is thought. a no-brainer. I understand his. Uh, I appreciate his effort to fight for that, but you're you were the one that can afford the house, so you should always get the house because you had the money. So that I could afford it, and I was the one who paid for it Agreed. the whole time. Yes. So the judge kind of looked at us like. That's a no-brainer. Absolutely, that's you a know. No-brainer. And I was like, well, and we have equity because we just refied, which was to my benefit. That's smart. that we had just refied. Yeah. So, and I mean, what else did we fight over? I mean, besides the, I wanted a divorce and he didn't. That's pretty much. Well, that's it. a big fight. Yeah, I mean, that was the constant fight. I, that obviously, that was the constant every day. What can I do better? What can I? And you know, you gave him a lot of chances to. To change, but he yeah. didn't, you know, and I that, I think that goes to that tale, can't change everybody, you can't change right. people who don't want to change. Right, and I didn't want to try, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't want to try to change him, because that would be foolish of me to say, even if I didn't give him, like, a list of objectives to mm-hmm. change or anything. Mm-hmm. Of there course, were some there behaviors were, that of, needed to Of course, to there change. were things that I hoped would get better with marriage, you know? Right. But, um, yeah, I don't think I've I've ever been somebody who's, like, you, I, you have to change for me or no I mean the the other guy that I, I dated I don't remember if you remember him Crispin I dated him in my early 30s kind of yeah so I broke up with him after like a year and a half or something and I, yes. cause, because I couldn't change him yes I was like I, I can't change you and and you need help I can't help you I'm not qualified to help you because he was he was depressed yes and I'm like I can't fix you all I can do is fix me, and I know in order to do that, I got to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of where I got to the point with, you know, with the marriage. Like, it was either keep losing hair, gaining weight, having cysts and whatever taken out of my body every year from stress, or bounce. But it still took me a lot to bounce. Oh, it did. It took a lot. It yeah. took many years. You, that's you, you're, you commit. And you're not afraid to give everybody a chance, anybody a chance. And that, you know, you tried. Yeah. You tried. But I will say, you know, in all the years of knowing you, seriously, there are stories which still ring true today. You can't make this shit up. Yeah. I cannot. That had to have just, that could only happen to Kai or that can only happen to Mary. it'll blow your mind. You know, it's just, I think that's the funny part about it is that has not changed in you. No, which is fine. Even though you got married and you disappeared for a while, now that you're back into the dating pool, it's like you're in your 20s again. I mean, I think I'm having more fun than in my 20s. But I think, you know, you you attract fun. You attract interesting um, diversity. Yes, um, for sure. I yep. definitely don't have a type. But I can you tell do you, not I, have a type. I'm not swiping right on anybody with his name. Okay, I respect and that. honestly, because I think, like, can you imagine if I ever have sex and I call out the name? It would really fuck with my head. Oh, it would really. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would. I'd be like, yeah. what? And everything would probably just shut down. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. I think it's uh, smart to stay away from that name. You know, but I think that. I, I've stayed away from that profession, too. Oh, that's funny. I'm trying to laugh off the side so I'm not like cracking up hysterically. But honestly, yeah, I've stayed away from the profession. I've stayed away from the name. So the yeah. religion? No, the no, race? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. Children? No, because I mean okay. we're fifty. Let's be honest. Okay. I mean it's I'm an oddity that I have stepchildren and not 
biological children. True. You know, like, yes, True. you don't have any biological nope. children. Nope. People still look at you like you've got devil horns coming out your head. Which, yes. Which like I, we're which selfish. Is, yeah, like we're selfish or something. <laughs> no, just smarter and wealthier because of it. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even that. I mean, there's a ton of reasons why people don't have children. Mm-hmm. You know? I Absolutely. mean, I know people who when you teach for gave a up living, their left arm and still couldn't have kids. Yeah. I, I And, you know, some of us it's, donated, dedicated our time to work. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want kids. I kind of knew in the beginning I didn't want kids because I loved what I did. If I had kids, I couldn't do what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It's a sacrifice. Do I regret it? No, not really. Well, As that's I, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm fortunate to be able to say that, like, you know, but I am taking care of my older parents, which is like having children. Yes, I've got, so you learn. I've got four, right? only, so, only two that I need to like really worry about right now, but I've got two that are aging and. So you got to be there to take care of them. Yeah. So it's, I could it's, knock my sister over the head, but that's not going to do any good. It's no. Gonna, it's going to be me. Tried that before. <laughs> I have worry. tried that before. It didn't work too well. It's definitely going to be me. God bless her children turned out so good. Oh, God, I love those kids. <laughs> They're the best. My nieces are so cool. Yeah, those yeah. are good girls. Yeah. So, no, but about, like, no regrets. I, I don't regret marrying my ex because I got stuff out of it. Absolutely. I learned things. And I think I needed to go through the whole process of it. Like, I, it was... Remember, I, I never wanted to be married. No, I agreed. You know, I never wanted to be married, but I was raised like literally like subtly from the strong women in my family. I was raised to think marriage was not a good thing. It was to the detriment of the woman. My, my grandmother, God rest her, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman. She always said, live your life and then get married. I was like, well, what message does that say? Isn't that funny? Yeah, like they have all these little nuggets of wisdom. Grandparents are the best. Mm-hmm. They really are. You got to listen to what they say. It's fascinating, the lives so that they So you never led. wanted to get married? You no, never... I never wanted to get married. And when I when I got through... So what made like, you then therapy, get married? Well, it was like a breakthrough for me because I always thought marriage was so bad and my parents' divorce wasn't so great and I had seen so many other bad divorces that I just was hyper-independent. And I guess now they call it like trauma responses. I, I got over the fear of it, and I was able to say to myself, I deserve to have somebody in my life to love me the way that I want to be loved. And so I decided it would be okay to get married. But then I married the first guy. So I think maybe that's where I should have waited. But maybe not married him as soon as we did. Or I don't know. I mean, we got married two years after we started dating. So it wasn't like... But I did think I waited so long. So like when I disappeared during the marriage and I didn't hang out with you guys as much and stuff, it's like I felt not ashamed. I wasn't ashamed, but I was embarrassed because and then I was embarrassed about the divorce, super embarrassed about that. But I I just thought I waited so long to get married. I, I didn't get married till 40 and I dated a ton of people before and I waited so long and I thought I was so not sure, but I, I guess I just trusted myself more or I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but I was embarrassed to be like, this shit didn't work, you know? So I thought people would be like, oh, she waited so long till she found the right one. And look, she did not find the right one at all. And that's not to say that he won't be the right one for anybody else. Right. Right. It just wasn't the right one for me. Agreed. You know? So it's like a weird, so I decided it was okay to get married and got over the fear of it and then got married 
and it didn't work. And so now I'm living through the biggest fear of my entire life. So was it being the divorced. idea of getting married that made you want to get married? Or did you really think that he was the one? So what was time to get married? He, he supported me emotionally in a way that nobody had ever in my entire life. And that had a lot to do with why I married him. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like he supported me unquestionably emotionally in yep. the aspect of certain things. And, and I'd never seen that before. And yeah, I never had the good that man, before. The good side yeah, of that. Yes, absolutely. Right. No, the truth. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. the other stuff fell apart or wasn't there to start with. But that was enough for me to say. To say yes. Yes. And, it, and, I mean, you saw us together. We didn't fight. No. We weren't like one of those couples that are always nipping at each other. No. Or, those like, couples we, are still together today. Yeah, those couples are still <laughs> together today. We didn't fight. We laughed and hung out and we had similar personalities and we're sure. both big personalities and gregarious gre- yeah outgoing, and outgoing big and friends laughing and uh-huh. yeah like good loyal friends friends for you know he's got the same thing friends for 40 years yes you know so we both came in with that but i shrank yes that's what i did like yeah i i didn't go out very much because i shrank and then i actually just got bigger as well <laughs> you shrank emotionally yes and then physically went the other way you ate your emotions you <laughs> I ate, ate my emotions you probably did that on, what no, is that that, that mindless eating that stress eating yeah it and was... then but you guys liked your foodies yeah. so you liked going out to restaurants and pairing alcohol with it so yeah. when you mix that alcohol and the food we know that that packs on the pound i started losing weight and i was getting a lot healthier from being divorced mm-hmm. you know and you were walking yes yeah, so i was running again i was walking again i was you know doing stuff around the house and journaling more and you know trying to work on all this self- and rehabbing your house yeah and hence why we're here today right and all that stuff and um she didn't put me back on thyroid medicine isn't that amazing it's weird and so all the healing. things that i thought was my thyroid honestly was just low not even low I was just going to say low key depression but not even low key depression I was depressed yes I was depressed for my whole marriage I just show it differently than other people I still get up and go and I still try to run and do those things you know so all those things like lack of sex drive and you know all of that stuff that I thought was thyroid I think was just depression I, I would have to agree. Not with just that. not to say that no you know no that was depression that was depression yeah it wasn't a health it, was, it, wasn't it wasn't a physical like, health thing. Yeah, it was a mental a, health thing. It wasn't a hormone imbalance necessarily. Right. right. Which I think maybe I still have low thyroid, but, but she just hasn't put me back on. She's like, you're fine. You're doing. You're eating you're healthier. Healthy. You're treating yourself better. You walk every day. You're not in a toxic environment. Meaning by that, I mean stressful because you're just unhappy with your life. And when you're unhappy with your life, that person in your space yeah, everything. You're else walking kind on of, eggshells. Yeah, yeah, really. And who wants to walk on eggshells? So once Especially you were liberated in the sense on starting a new year, New Year's Eve, you got to wake up New Year's Day to do it the way you want to do it. Change your home, change the paint, change all the things that needed to be changed in here that you want to change in here. Light fixtures, fan, paint color. Yeah. I mean, luckily I had help with some of it. My brother-in-law, who's the best, and my sister-in-law. 
Yeah, and the men yeah. that you met along the way on Tinder. I know, it's crazy, You know, right? you put that out into the environment and that came back. You said, oh, I want to fix this. I need to learn how to patch a hole in my wall. Two weeks later, I'm talking to you, oh, I patched a hole in my wall. I met this guy on Tinder and he taught me how to patch a hole in my wall. Not only did he teach me, like showed me pictures of the tools and everything. Right. And, and you, then I went to Devon Hardware and was like, I need this. I've got a picture of it. And I was, I was at Devon Hardware. I mean, I may as well just work there. I was there so much. So I think your healing process was in for asking for help. Yes. Which is very hard for you to do. Because you super hard. are an independent woman. I'm hyper independent. And you take care of other people for a living, which is what you continued to do through your marriage. You took care of your ex-husband. You took care of his children. You took care of your friends. You took care of your family. You took care of people around you, your job. You let yourself go. New Year's Day, it was a new beginning. It yeah. was like a phoenix being born. Right? Like you're coming out in new beginning. You're going to do this on your own again. And you've had many new beginnings. I've had lots of start overs. You've had a lot of start overs. And, and it's every okay. start over you've had, you've gotten better. Better. Yeah, I know. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is like I'm a Scorpio, so I truly. I like to start over. Mm-hmm. I like massive change. My dad used to tell me. You are so into your horoscope. Yep. I'm totally into mm-hmm. it. But my dad used to tell me that. He's like, your cycle is once every four to five years, you make a massive life change. You do. And he's like, that's what you've done since you went to college. And he's like, and it's great because every change you're building on the next one. I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm not done becoming who I'm supposed to be. Right. But I, I, I would have to say to your dad, I think you go back to when you're 10 years old. Yeah. You know, I think you're going back to when you're 10. Not yeah. to when you're in college because you had to change with the times of your environment and your environment was rapidly changing. Yes, it rapidly switched. So. Which is the case with most divorced. Right. Kids of divorce. So you've had to go on the fly every four years and mm-hmm. recreate and change. And going away to college was a new beginning. Getting out of college was another new beginning. We all came back to Chicago and had the best time. Yeah. And then, and then went, we had to then grow up. Four years later, I went to grad school. And then, yeah, then you went to grad school. Then you went to Romania. Then you, you know, you went to yeah. Indiana. You went to Romania. You, you came back here. So you've done a lot in your life. You've moved a lot in your life. But every time you've moved, it's been to rebound from something not so good. Yeah, or to like push me to something To a else. different level. Yeah, to push me to right. a different level. Right, to move so, on from a situation yeah. to... And I think that's what the house is doing. Well, and yeah. I mean, obviously, a divorce is a massive life change, you know. Um, Getting on Tinder is a massive life change. <laughs> it's, it's totally different. Yeah, I'm going to have an episode about Tinder, I think. And then, um, you know, my husband will be on it because since he signed me up for it. But... Um, Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm still on it and I'm still having fun. Like it's, and the universe is still putting the right people in my life. Because you put it out To help me do the stuff I'm still working on. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. It really is amazing to me how much that has like become more obvious to me. Because I don't know if it necessarily wasn't always there. I think now I just notice it more. And maybe because I just went through, you know, essentially a decade my my 40s of not having that stuff around me of being and maybe you know yeah and, and, and it being depressed on some level and stuff like that 
So maybe that's part of why I notice it more too. And I think as we get older, we just become more aware. We're yeah. more in tune to ourselves. We're more in tune to our bodies. We're more in tune to, we're more socially aware. And yes. we're also more like, I, I'm a big proponent. I get very angry with my mom when she is negative, right? I'm always like, stop thinking negative. You got to go positive. Like, oh, I, I think it makes a big difference. And I think it does and I, too. I was really negative. Like on that note, I was really negative through a lot of my marriage. And I used to, I used to say to him, I didn't used to be this way. I didn't used to be negative all the time. And now I can't stop it. I have read things where they say like the negative thoughts and emotions morph into more. So I think that, I think that definitely was something I had to deal with. When you put things out there, it can come back to you. Yeah, and I think if and we think put good things, if, and if we do good things, and, and I've always tried to be the person who just wants to be, I want to be a good person, yes. you know, like it, it makes me feel better. You know, I've, I've done a lot of volunteering, as you know, you've done a ton of stuff, and, it, it's and I rewarding. think like it's very rewarding, and, and we end up hanging out with the same people, like the same type of people, of course, that's our group of friends, you know, but um. Yeah, it's definitely really rewarding to be that kind of person. And that's who I want to keep being and try to be and do all those things. And if you put the good stuff out, the good stuff comes back. Right. You know? Right. So, and I think the po- this whole podcast and that's that's part of the good stuff that's coming back. I, like, I'm totally excited about this whole process. And I haven't been this excited. I wasn't this excited to get married. No, I agree. With you. I really I wasn't. Seen, I haven't seen you this excited about something. And again, it's a creative thing. And this is more of a creative, like a, a verbal journal, yeah. if you will. Like a verbal conversation with yourself, with your friends, talking about the process of, that you've been going through in this past year. The divorce and how you have gone about fixing her up. Yeah. You know, meaning her, your home, meaning her, you. And just my relationships. like your, With your friends? Yeah, with my family. friends, with my family. I see my mom now, which is just wild. That is bizarre. But and a good thing. It is. It's a really good thing. It's a you very know? good thing. I mean, thing. if my siblings are listening, she's doing okay. Yeah, she's doing okay. And I, I have a different relationship with her, which is really, which is good, you know? You know, as you get older, you get better with time. Yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff. You know, yeah, you some say, guy talking to me like not And you're to not on tender for a relationship, you're on tender for connection. Yes. Like if you wanted to be Sometimes on, it's naked connection. A lot of times it's naked connection. Let's be honest. And house improvement. Um, yes, and that just was a byproduct. Yes, that was that was a bonus. That was a happy bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think I'm kind of funny. Oh, I know you are. I mean, you I know, know you I mean, and, and you could say, I know you do. Yes. And, and, and you do and you are. And I think that's the beauty of it, right? Like mm-hmm. humor is the best form of healing. Yes. So I think what you have done in the past year has been humorous and it's crazy to me. I mean, and it's, it's wonderful. I love the place. Yeah. And I'm not done. Like the painting of everything and like redecorating, that was just stage one. I mean, I, I have a stage two and a stage three for sure. But yeah, no, I, I love it and it's fun. And I, I hope people can like get something out of the stories. Oh, they will. You know, and if it's anything of you just, again, releasing and yeah. healing and that's the whole point of it 
right? Like, this isn't for anybody else other than get some humor out of it. Maybe take some side notes of some preparedness to do if you're about to get a divorce or through a divorce or want to fix your house. Or how to paint a wall and how many days it actually takes. You can't just slap on a coat of paint. No, I think the whole I think the whole idea is fun. I think you're going to have fun with it. I'm sure we'll come back to talking again about another thing that, you know, went along the way, but it it's Kylie, you're going to get you're going to get people following it. It's funny, it's humorous, it's healing for you, it's healing for them. I hope so. I mean, cuz yeah, that that is my whole I just kind of want to tell my story, you know. I know I'm supposed to learn things and teach people and do things and tell stories like I know that I know that's who I am I'm supposed to learn something and teach it to other people so they can experience different things and I've kind of known that about myself and I've done that in different aspects of my life for my whole adult life yep I know that stuff and I know it in like my core that's what I'm supposed to do so it's got to feel so, good yeah. doing what you think you need. It's kind of cool. I, I I think that's why I'm so excited about it, you know, because I'm super pumped. Yeah. Yeah, like I haven't had this much extra energy since, I don't know. And it's a healthy hobby. It's a healthy distraction. It's, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's a commitment. It's definitely a commitment. And I'm learning a whole bunch of, like, different Tech stuff. Tech stuff. Yeah, seriously. And I was not even very techie. Like, that's one thing I do miss about the axe he was super techie and i would just be like here do this i had a problem with my nest and i had to take him off the account and you had to call him to do I had it call him to do it because <laughs> i couldn't do it I had thank to call, goodness you're still friends yeah I, I had to call him to do it and then he did it and then i screwed up and i had to do it again because <laughs> like, i screwed something up and like he just handled all that stuff i was i kind of just go ah whatever so do you you know miss having a guy around I miss companionship, and I think that's why I ended up dating Alec mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for so long, because mm-hmm. I miss having somebody. And there was a point where I was, I mean, and still, you know, it's lonely. Like, I was lived alone. I mean, you know, I was single, clearly. I was right. just going to say I was single, but yeah, duh, I was single before mm-hmm. I got married. Duh. Mm-hmm. But I lived alone for a long time yeah. in other places yes. too, like places where it wasn't my native language and I still loved being living alone. And then I was with him and he moved in quickly and it, we wanted to do it. And it was, we were all consented and everything was good. It wasn't weird or whatever. He was always around and then the kids were always around. So it was a lot of activity. So for me, it was kind of a weird thing to get used to after being alone for so long. And then he was gone. And the cat doesn't talk to me no matter how much I pretend she does. <laughs> she does never answer mommy. She just meows at me like I'm a crazy lady. All of a sudden, it was just like too much. Too much alone? Too much alone. Interesting. Too much alone and too quiet. Interesting. I miss having somebody. You know, when I dated Alec, it, it became quickly. He was here for like seven days. And then I kind of was an asshole when I asked him to leave. And it was not good. Well, I, that's the other thing. I think that's one of your weaknesses if i'm gonna be honest it's yeah, you let him move honest. in too quickly alec well oh, x i mean we can go back i mean not necessarily move it's in a, but be all in yeah, do you know what i mean you yeah. get all in real quick like and i could go back because to, the x is the first one i actually ever lived with lived with yeah but you get all in in some i, do. I mean it damn it right and some <laughs> of them it. we just go what the how is she doing? You know, just drink some vodka and fucking tell me. <laughs> like, 
No, because you're having fun and you're happy. Or at That's least you true. appear to be happy. So why? Yeah. who am I to say you can't date yeah, goth? Yeah, for who sure. am I to say that you can't date, you know, whatever it is you want to date? No. And we get good stories out of it and we have good conversations so you like the lives. stories oh of course so you're we saying do. you like the stories we, we do like the stories <laughs> um we worry we are we, we concerned we you know want the best for you but i'm just saying you go all in quick yeah i'm not messing around no <laughs> no and i think that's why there's a lot of I guess you could say a baseball team. You know, you have a lot of batter ups. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Well, that's that's going to be a different episode, right? But I'm saying you, you know, you, that's I think that's kind of why, right? Like yeah. you, I've had a, I'm boy crazy. I'm a little boy crazy. You like know? you're in your twenties again. Mm-hmm. You are our sexual being. You are our friend. Yeah, but is, you guys have sex too. Well, yes, but you are the one that shares your... Yeah, you never share stories. Escapades with other people. Yeah, but mine are escapades. And not even the escapades, like weird stuff. Like, remember that one like six-month period where I randomly saw people masturbating? Yeah, I don't For, know For like why. a few months. Like, that's, I saw a ton of it. I was like, why was that happening? I don't know, but it was like one guy was on the L. Another guy was in his car when I was walking to the bank. Like, it was weird. I mean, that's the shit you get when you live in Chicago, right? And you take public transportation and you go from one side of town to the next side of town. I mean, you're going to see a lot of stuff and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one at all. Oh, no. But it was like a weird period where it happened a lot. The guy in the movie theater, too. There was a guy in the movie theater. Yeah, like weird stuff. Just a lot weird, of weird stuff. Weird stuff. A lot of weird. But but so these stories aren't going to be exactly like those. But no, no. But there has already been some pretty weird stuff. The weird stuff for me is that it triggers something in dealing with the divorce, and that's kind of the whole another reason of the podcast, right? It triggers something, and then I work through it or don't work through it. Thank or goodness decide, for therapists. Or Thank goodness decide for to shove that under the rug for a while or whatever right. I'm trying to do. No, and I think that's, I mean, I think the other good thing about this podcast is communication, right? We know communication is key to all relationships, right? Going to therapy, talking with your therapist, talking with your friends, sharing your story helps you heal. It helps you grow and change. And your stories, I, you know, it's like you bring your stories in. These are examples, things that you've experienced that I've never experienced. Where When we all share our experiences with one another, people learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the whole, the whole gist. That's fix her up. I'm really excited. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for the cocktails. Yeah, of course. Again, you are listening to Fixer Up. My name is Mary. As you've heard, my friends call me Kylie. You can call me Mary or Kylie or Mary Kylie. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed it. It was definitely enlightening and fun. Thank you so much, Beth, for being you're here welcome. with and me. You're welcome. Good luck to you. This is going to be great. Oh my God, I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. I'm totally excited. So, thank you. And those you. friends of ours out there, don't make fun of us. Or you can make fun of us as long as we have cocktails while we're doing it. Because <laughs> we're going to be making fun of it as well. Because we still think we're funny. We are funny. And see, we're laughing. <laughs> Hi, this is Kylie, formerly known as Mary. Thank you so much for listening to episode three of Fixer Up. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about me and why I'm doing this podcast. If you liked it, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, and tell your friends. 
If you'd like to provide feedback or comments, my socials are mkileyd, and my email is fixherup01 at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening to Fix Her Up. Poopeach. See you guys in a couple weeks. (laughs) 